Good morning, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed today's service as much as I have, because all the hard work undertaken by our Sunday school groups has truly provided a time of all-age worship. And so our thanks goes out to everyone, including the leaders and tech people, for all the hours they have put into preparing for today. Let us take a moment now to pray before we turn to God's word once more. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Boys and girls, during lockdown, we've all spent a lot of time at home. Here are three pictures of places we might have spent some time. The garden, the bedroom, and the living room. Which one do you think has been used a lot more during lockdown? Get up off your screens, come and tap on the screen. Which one are you going to pick? I think a lot of people have been spending time in one particular place because they've all been telling me that that's where they've been. And I think it's the garden. So many people have been busy tidying up, playing in, or simply enjoying their garden. Gardens are wonderful places to see incredible things. And I want to show you a few things in my garden. So let's go out just now. Well, here we are in the garden where I've been spending time with Hope, Jill and Hector. One of the new things in our garden are these plants. Can you guess what plants these might be? They're very small and thin just now, but hopefully they'll grow much taller over the summer. Can you guess? They are sunflowers, which my dad gave me to grow with Hope, but I'm clearly not as good at growing things as my dad because here's a picture of his sunflowers which are so tall already. Now, over the summer, a beautiful flower will hopefully appear on each plant. But do you know that each sunflower, made up of the circle in the centre and the leaves round the side, is actually a flower made up of 1,000 individual flowers, all held together on a single stalk. That's incredible, and it makes me marvel at this wonderful world. Let's see something else in my garden. Well, can you see what's above me in the tree? A bird box where little birds have grown from the eggs that the mummy birds laid inside there. 
and they've grown up and you can probably hear them just now because they're so noisy and they're chattering away to one another because I've come out into the garden. Do you remember Ian telling us about the bird box in his garden? Well, Ian sent me some pictures of the baby birds when they had left the bird box in his garden. And now that they have, Ian has also been able to look inside and see the incredible nest that they built in that bird box. Wow! Again, I'm left marveling at this wonderful world. I've really enjoyed being in the garden during lockdown. But I've also enjoyed going out for walks. Usually going up into Ercole Wood. And again, there have been times when we've stopped and marveled at this wonderful world. Even on a windy day. And we've also marveled at the sunset from our study window. So let's go back inside. I wonder if all these incredible things in our world are part of the reason why the psalmist wrote the song we read today. Did he look around and see these things and go, wow! And knowing that each one was made by God, is that why the psalmist calls upon everything to praise God? But have you wondered, how does the sunflower, the bird, the field and the sun, how do these things praise God? Well, there's actually a clue in the psalm. We read that all the world is to praise the Lord because at his command they were created. They do his bidding. Basically, they praise God just by being there and doing what they do. The sunflower, the bird, the field and the sun fulfill their purpose by simply going about their business. As they blossom a thousand flowers, build intricate nests, dance in the breeze and shine with the colours of love and just being who they are, they praise the Lord for they are heeding his word of creation to be a flower, to be a bird, to be a breeze in the field and the sun in the sky. I wonder if the psalmist was looking out on the world around him, seeing how wonderful it all was, and maybe also hearing its collective voice of praise to the Creator, a collective voice where nothing was out of tune. Beginning next Sunday, we're going to spend five weeks looking around this wonderful creation and seeing what it teaches us of God. We'll be learning a new song, which you can hear after the service today. There will also be interviews with scientists, dramas and much more besides. But we'd also like to hear your questions. Boys and girls, we are going to answer one of your questions about science and faith every week in the service over J July. 
So get someone at home to send those questions into us. For adults and young people, we're going to have a question and answer evening in on Tuesday the 30th of June. But we need your questions by this Friday, this Friday. So please get them in and we'll have our panel of local scientists talk through your questions. One reason for doing this is to help us see that science and faith are not opposed. For this wonderful creation points us to a wonderful creator. So get your questions in and join us for our summer services. We'll also be giving out books to all our children and young people. So look out for those coming in the post. Boys and girls, what part of the world, what part of creation makes you go, why don't you share that with someone at home? Or let us all think about it now for 30 seconds. There are so many wonderful things in our world. Things that make us go, wow! And the psalmist helps us see that all of these parts of creation sing a song of praise to God. And they sing it in perfect tune and unison. Boys and girls, the person who wrote this song didn't just say everything in the sky and all the plants on the animals were to praise God. Who else is meant to praise God? Who else did he mention in this psalm? Will I read a little bit to you again? Men and women, elderly and children. So who else is to praise God? Who else? That's right. You and me, all of us, we're all to praise God. We are to praise God because he made us. But the psalm gives us another reason to praise God as well. The psalmist said, God raised up for his people a horn. Hmm, that's quite strange. Is he meaning a horn like on a rhino? No, surely not. I don't think that's what he's meaning. But what does the horn of a rhino do? Why don't we talk or think about that for 30 seconds at home just now?
I think a horn helps protect the rhino, especially when it's in danger. The horn also helps the rhino have a good life because with a horn, a rhino can do more things. But the psalmist isn't talking about a rhino. The psalmist is talking about a person. A person who helps protect and rescue people from danger. A person who helps others find life, have life. I wonder, does that remind you of anyone? Who does that remind you of? It reminds me of Jesus. Because he said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Jesus also said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus was saying he would help us receive this eternal life. He would save us. He would protect us by dying on the cross for you and for me. So that's another reason to praise God. Because God loved us so much that he died. Jesus, the good shepherd, God in a human body, died on the cross for love of you and me. So that we could be rescued, protected and given eternal life by coming to know Father God for ourselves when our sins are forgiven. When we realise all that God has done for us, we're supposed to add our voice to the whole of creation and join in their praise to God. And when we do that, and only when we do that, are we then also singing in tune to our Creator, the one who loved us enough to die for us. I pray that all of us young and young at heart, may add our own voices to the great song of creation and invite others to do so as well. May it be so. Amen. <laughs>